Hello, you're listening to Superfancast. This is Season 2, Interlude 2, The Truth Is Out There. We're doing something a little bit different because Chris has been on holiday and he's been busy tanning his chrome dome. That's his head. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories, some of the weirdest ones out there. I think they're fascinating. I think they're hilarious. So I'm joined by my friend Poppy, who's also a huge fan of conspiracy theories. Hi! So Poppy, what are your favourite conspiracies? What are the ones that you find particularly entertaining? My favourite ever is that Charles Manson was obsessed with the White Album by the Beatles and that he um, believed that they were trying to send him some kind of like funny message and the idea that Princess Diana isn't dead, like that's my favourite one because it's isn't dead. so, so stupid. That's that's a new one. Yeah. I've heard a lot of ones about the reasons that she's dead, but mm. not that she's not dead. Yeah. That's a different one. Okay. Yeah. One I particularly like is the theory that birds don't exist. <laughs> they were actually replaced by a load of uh, surveillance drones. How? <laughs> I don't really know. But the thing is, the theory was started by a guy who was mocking conspiracy theories. And people really liked the idea and they just started believing it. So <laughs> That's so strange. But yeah. So just a bird, just... All birds? All, all birds are fake. They're robots. Wow. Why? I don't know. It's just a way for the government to <laughs> keep an eye on us. That's so weird. Or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter bots. Oh, well. Elon Musk, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It'll get to that stage anyway. Yeah. So what about some music ones? Well, I've been looking for some really strange ones, and I think these are hilarious. I don't know if it's the right word. Some of them are quite hilarious. I'm not making fun of death, because there's a lot of death in these, as, which is inevitable with conspiracy theories. It's more just the absurdity of these and how deep some of these rabbit holes go. So let's get ready and we'll get our tinfoil hats on and have a look at some of these. Welcome to the Phantom Dude Box. I'm Ty. And I'm Joe. And we're two musicians that dive into the world of music, its myths, conspiracies, and bizarre music history. We discuss things like, did Elvis fake his own death? Is Stevie Wonder really blind? Is Dolly Parton's husband actually real? Find out all that and more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or your favorite streaming service. Okay, have you got your tinfoil hat on, Poppy? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, I wanted to look at some theories concerning identities or people who are being replaced by other people. Oh, yeah. So, Like what's happened to Rebel Wilson at the moment. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Rebel Wilson, the actress. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I really, really believe that she's not the same person. She's come back. Like, every all of her face looks different. Like, she just looks like a completely different person. Really? It's freaky. Why yeah. would she have been replaced? I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie, The Island? No, but I, I know the story. Yeah. I think it's like that. I really do. Like, wow. It's, if you haven't seen it, then sorry. Gosh. Rebel, if you're listening, then please uh, let us know you're okay. <laughs> send us a send us a message, and we'll get help. That you are the same person. Yeah, yeah. As a teaser, there's a theory that Nicki Minaj is not actually Nicki Minaj. Well, she is Nicki Minaj, but her rapping is not actually Nicki Minaj. Right. It's someone else. Right. And we have audio evidence. <laughs> 
But I'm going to leave that till the end of the episode. Oh. So just keep guessing. <laughs> Who's it going to be? And it is someone famous. And Now. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Famous. And it's someone you won't expect. We'll leave that brewing in your mind. <laughs> a lot of these are very obscure. But I'm going to start off with one that is really famous. Because it's one of my favourites. The theory that Paul McCartney actually died in 1966. And was replaced by a lookalike. So there's lots of clues. Okay. Okay. So the idea is in 1966, he died in a car accident and uh, he was replaced by a lookalike called Billy Shears. There are clues all over, especially the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band front cover. Right. So any of the cool kids out there, get out your vinyl collections and have a look at your copy of Sgt. Pepper, which you, we all have, of course. <laughs> So you can see it's a classic cover. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't seem particularly scary or foreboding. So first of all, we've got at the bottom a bass guitar made of flowers. Mm -hmm. That symbolises Paul because he played the bass. We've also got the goddess Shiva. I just thought maybe like obviously the, all of the Beatles are there together. So she's actually just pointing at the Beatles as opposed to Paul McCartney. But actually, no, I can see a little tiny hand like poking up yeah. specifically to Paul McCartney. Yeah. And on the back, you can see he's the only one that's turned around. <laughs> They're all looking at you except for Paul, who's turned around. He's got his back to you. Well, so that indicates death. <laughs> well, it God forbid would you would ever have to go to a busy city. It indicates... And <laughs> You know that everybody has your back to them. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that person's dead, that person's dead, that person's dead. It indicates that he is not the same as the others. Okay. Uh, so well, what... they're all, all wearing different coloured outfits as well. Like, you know, it could... It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so... Also, the idea is they got this guy a lookalike and they might have given him facial surgery. And so to cover it up, he grew some facial hair. Right. To cover up the scars. <laughs> and so the rest of them did as well. <laughs> that's why they've all got moustaches. Right. I mean, I heard that and I thought, okay, that's interesting. But actually, his facial hair isn't very big no. on this. Like, it's not like a humongous beard <laughs> to cover it up. It's just a tiny little... It's almost like a pencil moustache. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. So, extra clues. On his arm, and it's very hard to see, it says OPD. A lot of people thought this meant officially pronounced dead, but actually it came from the Ontario Provincial Police Department. But I'm not sure why he's got that on his arm at all. It's yeah. very strange. We've got the Sgt. Pepper bass drum that's in the middle of the album cover. Uh -huh. When you put a mirror right down the middle, which I'm sure everyone would have done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. It says, I won X9, he die. And that includes some Roman numerals. People have interpreted this as 11-9, he die, which is a reference to the date of the accident. It's, it's very hard to see. It's, it, it, it's almost not worth even mentioning, <laughs> is it? It's just, it's just nonsense. So the idea about the car crash is because of uh, certain lyrics in the songs. In the song The Day in the Life, uh, they talk about a car crash, mm -hmm. a car accident. But according to Lennon, the inspiration for this was the death of Tara Brown, who was the heir to the Guinness Fortune, who crashed his car in 18th of December 1966. That's, that's the idea of the car crash. But then there's little vocal clues, which again, only if you're listening out for them will you notice them. In the song Strawberry Fields Forever, people say that Lennon is saying, I buried Paul, 
uh, but he's actually saying cranberry sauce. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah. If you play the songs in reverse, then you can find other clues. Yeah. So in the song Revolution Number 9, if you turn it on backwards, you can hear the lyrics, Turn Me On Dead Man. So I've got a little evidence here. We can have a listen. I don't know who this guy is, but he seems absolutely certain that this is the case. And when I played it backwards, and spun it backwards, it said, Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. I freaked. Turn me on, dead man. 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 Right, okay. So what do you it's think? Like, it's really like that tiny bit. It's not even like, turn me on, Deadman. It's not as if it's like as obvious as like Paul McCartney singing or like, yeah. it's just whatever. Lennon, yeah. yeah. It's just weird. It's really, really weird. Very strange. But um, also if, surely, like we know now that if if someone dies in your band, you know, the sales the next day are absolutely up through the roof. Mm. And the Beatles were like, super famous at this yeah. time so like why wouldn't they have just said we're really sorry but Paul McCartney died like it doesn't like they, what's the reasoning they wouldn't have lost sales I don't think no exactly I mean Biggie Smalls for example the rapper he sold more albums yeah uh, and he's released more albums yeah. actually <laughs> well, dead than alive <laughs> So there we go. There so there's go. still hope for us yet for all the people that have died. They can still release albums. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, it's about right. money. Yeah. I found another extra part, but this is just, this is bizarre. The song Hey Jude, played backwards, you can hear them saying, McCartney, 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 he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. <laughs> okay. And this video has got subtitles on it because otherwise you just will not hear it. So we're going to play this and see if you can hear it. <laughs> So the part of Hey Jude when Paul McCartney's going he's actually saying he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard this anywhere else, but I saw it on the video about five minutes ago and I thought this is just, this is bizarre. We've also got the iconic Abbey Road front cover. You've got to look at the things that they're wearing. So... People say, well, some people say, it resembles a funeral procession with John Lennon as the clergyman at the front dressed in white. Ringo Starr is the mourner in black. Paul McCartney is the dead man because he's got no shoes on. And George Harrison is the grave digger because he's wearing denim. Right, okay. Also, with some performances around the Magical Mystery Tour, Paul McCartney wasn't wearing shoes either. He was in bare feet. And in some cultures wearing no shoes, it's related to death. This is the claim that some people have. But like, it was the 60s. You know what I mean? Like, who wanted to, who wants to wear shoes now? But like, never mind in the 60s when it was all like, you know, love and like, you know. Power power. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah they're like. Um, I wouldn't walk around in central London with bare feet though. It's probably a bit grim. Yeah, but again, 60 mm. years ago, in fact. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, what, what I find fascinating is is why would they give clues in the first place? Yeah, but also why so why are they so subtle? Like Paul McCartney were not wearing shoes in one album cover, like shows that he's dead, or like 
things going backwards on the record, mm. it just doesn't make any sense that he would, um, like, just those tiny, tiny little clues. Like, it's just so strange. Like, why wouldn't they just come out and say, I'm sorry, Paul McCartney died? I know. It's it's bizarre, but some people really, really swear by this theory. Yeah. I mean, this, this rumour started in uh, 1967. Yeah. So this was when they were still releasing music. Mm. So maybe now these people who are sharing this theory, they might think, well, actually, you know, it's probably the real guy. Yeah. You know, he's he's released a lot of music after the Beatles. Mm. He's clearly a very talented songwriter, whoever this guy is. Yeah, it's very strange, but I, I love it. I think it's fascinating. And people find clues all the time. You could do a whole episode just on this mm. mystery. <laughs> it's not really a mystery, is it? It's it's. Just bonkers. This next theory you can find at avrilestamorta-blogspot-com, uh, which is Portuguese, I believe, for Avril is dead. Oh, wow. So can you guess what this is about? Um, guessing someone called Avril hasn't died. Like, has, hasn't died. Or, is or like, has died. Or like Paul McCartney has been replaced or something. Yeah. We remember Avril Lavigne from when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Well, she's kind of like a teen rocker. Uh, a lot of attitudes, skateboards, that sort of thing. The theory is she actually died. She killed herself and she was replaced by a girl called Melissa, who's basically taken over her role and is the new Avril Lavigne. Okay. The evidence on this website is a bit sketchy. So, for example, they share a lot of pictures before and after from her first album and her second album. And they say that she looks very different. So I've got some pictures up here. Uh-huh. And by the way, I'll put all the pictures and links on our Facebook page so you can see what we're talking about. So what do you think, Pop, when you see these pictures? In the picture on the left, she is really heavily made up. So you can't tell the shape of her eyes, you can't tell like the shape of her jaw and things like that. It's a little bit difficult. Okay. The shape of her face is very different, but she could well have had plastic surgery, she could have had her nose done, she could have had injections, anything. Her nose is very different. But also the lighting, like that picture, she's like dipped her head a little bit. The lighting is completely different. Yeah, she's a bit more of an angsty teen Yeah. in the first picture. Yeah. Grown up lady in yeah. the second one. Yeah. Yeah, not to cause any controversy, but she looks a little bit more feminine in the right picture. Well, I, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So people would say that is evidence that he's a different person. Right. We've got some examples of her voice being different as well. Okay, so we'll hear her voice when she was Avril Lavigne in her first album and her voice when she was replaced after that. So here we go. Any difference there? Well, yeah, in one of them she can sing, and the other one she can't. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But I'm not being being awful, but also things like um, if anyone's ever seen the Amy Winehouse documentary, first few years of her life, she was incredible. And then one of the last few years of her life, she was horrendous. So it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean it was two completely different people. It's a different part of her life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they say 
I was actually waiting for the other video to come on. Ah. To be fair, I was like, Interesting. Well, well, where is it? Do you want another one? Yeah, sure. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's It's a bit more obvious there, I guess. The settings are completely different. In the first video, she's playing to a whole crowd. In mm. the in the second video, she clearly is in a studio or by herself. She's in a completely different key for a start. Well, that was going to say that like, knocking on heaven's door. She's just she's just singing in a different key. That yeah. doesn't mean it's the different voice. Yes. Yeah. Here's the argument. She looks different. She dresses different. She sings differently. There's also clues in her lyrics in the first album that suggest that she wanted to commit suicide. Okay. She's losing her mind, she fell from grace, we're dead. Not being funny, but lyrics are lyrics, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. it's teenage angst, mm. and I think that people are looking too much into it. But people have really have made this entire website just on this theory, and mm. there's there's so much on here. To, to try to, uh, like understand who Avril Lavigne is, I guess. She was like the forerunner of like the emo generation, wasn't she? I guess so. And and then we've got a picture of the new Avril with the word Melissa on her hand. Right, okay. In a photo shoot, and that is a clue that it's actually a lady called Melissa. Right, okay. Couldn't have really actually know someone called Melissa. That... No, her hand's called Melissa. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So you're not convinced by this one? No, definitely oh. not. All right, okay, fair enough. The next theory about identity. Amy Winehouse didn't actually die, she became Lady Gaga. Okay. And we found a video on YouTube. Because it's on YouTube, it's got to be real. Yeah. It proves it for sure. So here we go, let's play it. Alright, so today is July 23rd, the day that Amy Winehouse died. But she didn't die, she actually faked her death and she's playing the role of Lady Gaga right now. And as you guys can see by this picture alone, it's clear that they're the same person, you know. I'm probably going to use this picture for the thumbnail because the side profile is exactly the same. You know, the nose is exactly the same. The nose isn't exactly the same. The nose is very different. He's basically saying they look very similar, so they are the same person. Mm -hmm. The jawline is the same and the eyes are exactly the same. You know, they even dress alike. It's crazy. There's so many similarities between them and there's so many comparisons online. You know, I could have got hundreds and hundreds of tweets, but all I did was just find some comparisons online. Right, okay, so there's a picture of them. One is Amy Winehouse, one is Lady Gaga, it's like, a, like it's merged like, together. It's like a two-face from yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Amy Winehouse's eye is, is about two inches <laughs> higher than Lady Gaga's. <laughs> it doesn't that's, really work. That's so true. Yeah. Also, her lips are enormous. <laughs> like, Lady Gaga's are just really normal. It's, yeah. Because anywhere you look, there's people comparing them, you know, everybody's saying that Lady Gaga should play Amy Winehouse in a biopic. Are they really? Okay, right. i never heard that before. <laughs> Which people can see that she looks like her. And it's crazy because I didn't know who this was in this picture. You know, I thought it was Lady Gaga at first, but this is actually Amy Winehouse. And when you compare her to Lady Gaga, they look exactly the same. Oh, wow. A it's actually Amy Winehouse when she has blonde hair. <laughs> like, yeah, Amy that's Winehouse. That's the difference. Like, if Amy Winehouse has black hair, then she doesn't look anything like Lady Gaga. Yeah. And this is obviously a man. What? That's so random. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the funny... Well, it's not funny. It's just... It's weird. But the, the funny thing about this part is, is he doesn't even elaborate on this point. He just says, oh, this is a man. Yeah. <laughs> so... Amy Winehouse and Lady Gaga are actually a man, but yeah. the same man. 
Yes. Like, that's like building up on the conspiracy, it's isn't it? Like, that's like, wow. I can clearly tell that this is a man. You know, like I'll... he's just zooming in on her on her chest right there. Yeah, it's it's just it's just ridiculous. Say ninety nine percent of mainstream celebrities are inverts, and I couldn't tell whether this was Lady Gaga or Amy Winehouse. I still don't know. I'm not gonna watch the whole video because I I've skimmed through it before. It's like eighteen minutes, and this is pretty much his point. <laughs> and and he he does say soon that oh, there's not really much point in saying anything else because it's obvious. Right. What do you think? Are you convinced by this? No, definitely not. I mean, these are two completely different people. Like, um, what about their families? Like, why would their families lie about that? That's so strange. Lady Gaga's childhood is very well documented. Yeah, yeah. but so is Amy Winehouse's. Like, all you have to do is talk to her parents. Like, it's just oh, very, yeah. very strange. Yeah, but I mean, I, th I think that their point is that, that Amy Winehouse... Um, I don't know why, but but apparently she faked her death and then became an American singer. Lady oh, Gaga. so so to her parents that she is actually dead. Yeah. Oh wow, that's even crueler. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's it's very. It's got no basis except oh, I think that they look very similar in these pictures. Yeah. This video is by a channel called Conscious X, which has over sixty-eight thousand subscribers. The comments on it are very convinced. They sh they show that people are convinced that this is very true. I'm blown away. Great work. Keep them coming. If anyone tries to dispute this, then there's no point in trying to save everybody. People do believe this. Wow. We're not doing well so far. We haven't really uncovered no. any big truths, have no. we? Okay, let's move on. So the next couple of theories are about the deaths of famous musicians. Hendrix, the general belief is that he died from, I think it was an overdose or he, he uh -huh. choked on yeah. on his vomit. It was an accidental death. Yeah. But according to his former roadie, James Tappy Wright, he was actually killed by his manager. Yeah, so in 2009, James Tappy Wright, he released a book called Rock Roadie, Backstage and Confidential, about his various adventures on the road. James Wright claims that Hendrix was murdered by his manager, Michael Jeffrey, who he says force-fed Hendrix red wine and pills. And the motive was he feared he was about to be fired and was keen to cash in on the star's life insurance. I'm starting to maybe think that that might be a case of... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So here's the quote. So according to Wright, uh, the manager, Jeffrey, told him about the crime in 1971 which was a year after Hendrix was found dead. According to Wright, he said, I had to do it, Tappy. You understand, don't you? I had to do it. You know damn well what I'm talking about. We went round to his hotel room, got a handful of pills and stuffed them into his mouth, then poured a few bowls of red wine deep into his windpipe. Allegedly, Jeffrey was the beneficiary to Hendrix's $2 million life insurance policy. Right. So there is that. Uh-huh. Yeah, what do you think about this? Yeah, so I can quite believe that those kinds of things happened. And also, like like I say, I know that people weren't happy with Hendrix in, in the beginning. Hmm. But I'm not sure, well, you wouldn't know about his management and stuff, would you? So No, it's... Like I say, there's not anything that we... Neither of them can say anything. No, exactly. Or like, the man who has allegedly killed him can't justify himself or say yes or no or whatever. Hmm. All we've got is this quote. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought that more people would know about this if it was yeah. true. Yeah. You know, it seems like a throwaway quote in a 2009 book. Yeah. And 
yeah, I just I just stumbled upon it. Like I thought, you know, this is big news. Mm. We need to tell everybody mm. Hendrix was murdered. <laughs> no, apparently not. So the manager Jeffrey, he was killed in a plane crash over France in 1973. Oh, okay. So he didn't even have to get to live a long life with. No, his money. No, he karma. died. He, he died two years later. So That's then it. it's like, yeah, karma. Yeah, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> Hendrix's ghost just piloting the plane. Like ah, sucker. <laughs> so the next death concerns John Lennon. This is one of the most famous deaths in musical history. Here's the thing: uh, there's a lot of theories about John Lennon's death, but I found a, a website called. LennonMurderTruth.com. Oh, yeah, I know you're already enticed by it. It's a you? website. It's 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 a website, and it and what a website it is. Uh, so, who really killed John Lennon? The truth about his murder by Steve Lightfoot, and it basically claims that John Lennon was killed by horror writer Stephen King. <laughs> Why? That's so random. Why? <laughs> Stephen King was the murderer of John Lennon. The thing Hold is, on to your tinfoil hats, guys. Oh my goodness. I mean, the, <laughs> the, th- the thing is, this, this website is, it's a bit like a guy with um, newspaper clippings all over yeah. his walls. Yeah, yeah, And he's got string tied from one to mm. another and he's circled different bits. He's like, I figured it out. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. But it all makes complete nonsense. Mm. Officially, the, the man who killed John Lennon was Mark David Chapman, who got an autograph from John Lennon just before killed him and there's a photo of of him here and according to this website he is he looks like Stephen King right do you think he looks like Stephen King no no No. okay fine it's just it honestly it's just like it's just the paper clippings but put onto a a website it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen so many paper clippings it's so strange yeah um, so I, I guess they've got the same hairstyle-ish. No, they don't really, do no. they? And they've got glasses. Yeah. There's that argument. And then there's a lot of references to Stephen King's early work that suggests that he has interests in people getting shot, interest in violence. <laughs> oh, here we are, more newspaper clippings. Confes- it's called King's Confessions. It seems to be clips from his books. It's extracts from his books, and they suggest that he's going to kill John Lennon no that he <laughs> no that he has he has a violent streak and that he... <laughs> all you have to do is know who who Stephen King is to know that he's got a violent streak like what a really strange thing yeah exactly I mean uh, well does that see... mean that Stephen King's like he's responsible From... for everything every act of terrorism like is Stephen King's fault no, because on this website he has letters from Stephen King and Mark David Chapman compared. Their handwriting is very similar. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's like saying you've never seen um, that Chapman man and... Uh, you don't see them in the same room together. There's so much in this website and it's very hard to unpack. Um, but it also goes into uh, theories about Richard Nixon... King was hired by the American government and there's a whole section called government codes and they're basically little they are literally little clips of newspapers so about the author um, hi my name is Steve Lightfoot if you'd like to purchase my evidence magazine directly please mail ten dollars 
to this address. Oh, perfect. Postbox. Um, I'm 100% pure American hero who discovered hard evidence in Lenin's murder and is brave enough to go public with everything until the world knows and Stephen King is jailed for murder. Wow. If it was a bit clearer, maybe I'd be convinced, but I don't know. Yeah, it's really absolute convinced. madness. Yeah, so that's LennonMurderTruth.com. Oh, right. So we looked at one of the most iconic album covers in history with Sgt. Pepper. Now we're going to look at a couple more album covers. This is about predictions or warnings, like the artist is trying to tell us something. So the first one, you can find it on Kanye West davidbowie.blogspot.com. It's called the Kanye West David Bowie Conspiracy. <laughs> he has, the same person? He has come again. That's what it says. Whoever wrote this blog absolutely loves Kanye West. <laughs> uh, and I'll show you, for example. <gasps> so what was this? That is like insane. It is Kanye West as Jesus. Like yeah. He has a crown of thorns on his head. It, oh, wow. Yeah, this person... Uh, Basically, he seems to think that Kanye West is like... Is he the second coming of Christ? No, well, not exactly, but he, he has... Because that is a way that we didn't expect him he to has a kind of He has a kind of... <laughs> <laughs> he has a kind of messianic quality to him. This, this comes from David Bowie's 1972 album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. So it's a classic album, uh, classic album cover. We see a younger David Bowie coming out of... Or he's standing by a door which says K.E. West. Right. Inside we've got the song Five Years, in which Bowie predicts a grisly end to the world. And then he talks about the star man. Star man is going to come and save the world. And five years later, Kanye West was born. Da da da. So <laughs> Bowie's final album was called Black Star. Um, these, this blog believes that... Black Star is Bowie's way of confirming Kanye West as his chosen successor. Wow. Something happened on the day he died, Bowie sings on the title track. Something else took his place and bravely cried, I'm a black star, I'm a black star. It's almost like David Bowie is... Wait, like... So he was like the pre-recursor for, for, for Jesus coming? He's like the modern day John the Baptist. I was going to say that, yeah. Right. He's like John the Baptist, he's like saying like... The Messiah's coming, the Messiah's coming, and then... Wow. Yeah. So when, when Bowie died on January the 10th, 2016, West was one of the first artists to commemorate him, tweeting just one hour after the official announcement. He said, David Bowie was one of my most important inspirations, so fearless, so creative, he gave us magic for a lifetime. There's quite a few videos on here that have been taken down. <gasps> so it could be true. Yeah. So that's what happens, isn't it? When something's real, then they, the <laughs> government try and uh, take away all the evidence. And then they're like, oh, it could be true. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> I'll just read briefly from the blog. Okay, so this is what he's saying. This is the official blog for David Bowie, Kanye West Conspiracy. As you see off to the left, it's actually on the right, you see Kanye who is from this picture obviously the Jesus of the music industry. <laughs> now what me and my associate have come to answer is what Kanye will bring and how David Bowie predicted the coming of Kanye West. This, the, the, the grammar is crazy in this. Now this would make David Bowie the John Baptist of music. Ah, oh, okay. He does this in his Ziggy Stardust album as he stands under a sign that says K West. Why else would he be under a sign that says that if he wasn't proclaiming the coming of Kanye who came 
and is going to save us from our sins. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So he is the second coming. Gosh, maybe Kenya is the second coming. How did me and my roommate come to this this (laughs) realisation? I love this. Well, we Too were many at, mushrooms. Well, we were at Slackers, which is a record store slash movie store slash video game store in Missouri. Now, while we were there, we noticed a David Bowie poster because I'm a fan of his music and a friend of mine has a huge obsession with Bowie. It was for the his Ziggy Stardust album and it's him standing under the sign. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not even going to finish it because it's it's. It's not even written properly, but yeah, it, these guys are very serious. Wow, so it's just these two roommates and then the conspiracy like, comes from that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they obviously never heard of the Key West, because that's obviously what would have... Well, Key West apparently is... I think it was a tailor's in right. London. I think that's oh, what okay. it's referring to. Okay. I don't think it was It was actually Kanye West. So yeah, that that's the theory, that Kanye West is the Messiah, and David Bowie was his John the Baptist. Wow. Right. Next one. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. (laughs) So I think. I'm curious what Chris will think, because he's he's somewhat of a Kanye fan. Right. I do remember, though, Kanye saying once that if the Bible was written today, then he would be one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah, I think he said something like that. That's right. So uh, maybe some of his fans are like, yes, everything you say, yeah, Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Another classic album cover that predicts the future is Breakfast in America by Supertramp. Right. Breakfast in America, it's a classic album uh, from 1979. The front cover is also pretty famous. For those that don't know, it's basically like a view from an airplane window looking at the New York skyline. You can see the Twin Towers and it's, it's, I always think it's a bit strange seeing the Twin Towers yeah. in things, you know, even if it's like a, a movie or a TV show or photographs, you know, it's, it's a very eerie thing. And then there's a lady outside the airplane. <laughs> I don't know how she got out there. She's kind of doing like the Statue of Liberty arm up in the air thing. Um, and she's, it's like she's serving breakfast or a drink. And apparently this cover predicts the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers. Oh, wow. Do you want to explain how? There's a video on Vimeo by someone called Edward, although this has had 17,500 plays. Yeah. And only six likes. (laughs) I wonder why. Which is interesting. (laughs) Although it says, apparently one of the comments says, this video just got banned off YouTube. Okay, what you have here is the skyline of New York City. Okay. We have a woman in a waitress posing as a Statue of Liberty. And of course, it's all being viewed out of an airplane window. You see the outline of the window right there. Now, when you hold it up to the mirror, you gotta come up, you gotta look at it in the mirror. Watch the U and the P. It turns into a 9 and an 11. So if you didn't hear that, if you put the cover in the mirror, which of course everybody's going to do, the U and the P in Super Tramp becomes 9-11. Well, okay, just... well it says 9-11-8 I can see, so you know, like, what does that... Didn't happen in 2008, did uh, it? So, like, uh, it's just, like, so stupid, so... Well, let's let's carry on, because he might convince you. Okay. And also, if anybody knows anything about the Bible, the revelations that talks about the great whore of Babylon... If you use a set synonym for super, it means great. Tramp, whore, great whore. And you also look on the back cover, there's an airplane flying above the New York skyline with the Twin Towers right there. 
Yeah, so Super Tramp actually means the Great Whore, the Great oh. Whore of Babylon. Gosh, okay. Very strange how this came about. Uh, I say it came about a couple of years ago. Somebody made a blog post on the internet. And I don't know who's going to be looking at album covers backwards. But uh, it, so I, I think, honestly, that uh, somebody pretty knew about this. And the guy that supposedly funded Super Tramp to get a record deal with A&M Records was a 33rd degree Mason. So Freemason. Oh, so now the Freemasons are involved. Yeah. Not just, not, not just the not just nine eleven. It's taken us this long to <laughs> talk about conspiracy theories and mention Freemasonry. Uh, yeah. So the theory suggests that the the guy who uh, funded Super Tramp and brought them together was a, a high level Mason, and also the studio where they recorded it was uh, previously a Masonic temple. Oh, wow. Okay, so there could have been things there that predicted the future somehow. Well, maybe predicting... Well, maybe some people would say that the Freemasons would have orchestrated the 9-11 attacks. And so, because they were also involved in Supertramp, they yeah. thought they would well, like share people. their... Well, yeah, or like share their plans subtly through this album again like going back to the beatles album cover though like why would they do that why would they leave subtle clues like if is it just to mess with our minds is it to do with the fact that like like ha 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 we know something that you don't or like why what is the point of it yeah that's that's the thing is there's, there's no purpose at all yeah so there we go uh super tramp or great whore <laughs> Also, the Bible is predicting them. Like, that's amazing. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's it. The Bible like, links into... Yeah. The Bible is predicting a band in 1979 called Supertramp. Like, that's wow. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what relevance does that have to the end times? Like, that's a, maybe a yeah. biggest conspiracy theory. Yeah, like. that's it. The Bible talks about Kanye West. That's right. And it talks about Supertramp. Yeah. I mean, you know, who else has it got? Exactly. In, you know? Exactly. We need to be digging down. This next one is all about hip-hop and wider society. Boo, this is boring now. This is from the website Hip Hop is Red. I guess it's like an academic website of articles around hip-hop and... But red is in R-E-A-D. R-E-A-D, yeah. The article here was from Tuesday, April 24th, 2012. It's called The Secret Meeting That Changed Rap Music and Destroyed a Generation. And it's basically an anonymous letter it says at the start, this anonymous letter landed in my inbox about a minute ago. So you already know that this is, you can trust this. Oh, it's like the end of um, uh, Watchmen. Yeah, like, oh wow, this this huge discovery just plopped yeah. in my letterbox. Yeah, what a hell, convenient. Wow. And a journalist. I know, exactly, like, <laughs> what are the chances? Super clever. It's quite long, and it does read quite well. They say, between the late 80s and early 90s, I was what you may call a decision maker with one of the more established companies in the music industry. He talks about a closed meeting where several big decision makers were called together and they didn't know why. Quickly after the meeting began, one of my industry colleagues, who shall remain nameless like everyone else, thanked us for attending. He then gave the floor to a man who only introduced himself by the first name and gave no further details about his personal background. Probably uh, a reptile or something. Um, <laughs> now they're there as well. He briefly praised us all for the success we had and congratulated us on being big decision makers. He then changed the subject and 
started talking about gangster rap. He talks about big changes that they want to make in the music industry. He talks about the prison industry in America. It was incredibly profitable that this was the future and we need to make money out of it. And we'd be able to buy shares. They were going to be publicly traded. People at the meeting asked, well, what has this got to do with us? And he said, well, our job would be to make this happen by marketing music, which promotes criminal behavior, rap being the music of choice. He assured us that this would be a great situation for us because rap music was becoming an increasingly profitable market for our companies. And as employee, we will also be able to buy personal stocks in these prisons. Mm -hmm. He's basically saying we need to make more violent gangster rap to increase the prison population. Wow. That seemed presumptuous of him. As a big uh, business venture. Wow. The guy continues, so as the months passed, rap music had definitely changed direction. I was never a fan of it, but even I could tell the difference. Rap acts that talked about politics or harmless fun were quickly faded away as gangster rap started dominating the airwaves. Only a few months have passed since the meeting, but I suspect that the ideas presented that day had been successfully implemented. It was as if the order had been given to all major label executives. Right. Has there been an increase in in prisons since Gangster Rep started, or is it just... Well, I I don't know, but I imagine they have, but not necessarily because of Gangster Rep. I yeah. think that could be because of... Yeah, like statistics. Different, just, they stink, don't they? Like, different police practices yeah, or yeah. social factors. Yeah. I don't know. We need to get a sociologist in. Yeah, yeah. And this conspiracy theory comes only from this one anonymous letter. This one anonymous letter, yeah. Um, right, I'm going to write an anonymous letter to somebody and see if I can start a conspiracy theory. Yeah, see, okay. Like, Okay. Try and suggest some really good ones if you um, know Matt and Chris. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have a think. So his final paragraph. I officially quit the music business in 1993, but my heart had already left months before. I broke ties with the majority of my peers and removed myself from this thing I'd once loved. Now I have a great understanding of how private prisons operate. Things make much more sense than they ever have. I see how the criminalization of rap music played a big part in promoting racial stereotypes and misguided so many impressionable young minds into adopting these glorified criminal behaviours which often lead to incarceration. I think maybe this website received an anonymous letter, but I think it could have been someone who doesn't like gangster rap. <laughs> may, oh. You know, that they think, oh, you know, these kids with their, their trousers around their ankles and they're like, you Boom know... boxes in 1903. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, we need to tell the world this is not a good thing. They're yeah. all going to go to prison. Yeah. I need to warn them. Yeah. Yeah, or like a disgruntled employee or something. Do you yeah. think it was the person making the coffee and they said, I don't like the way you've made my coffee. Ooh. So, you know, so they've put an anonymous letter in. Like, I found this letter. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. At the end it says, hopefully others who attended the meeting back in 1991 will be inspired by this and tell their own stories. Most importantly, if only one life has been touched by my story, I pray it makes the weight of my guilt a little more tolerable. Thank oh, okay. you. So I left you with a question, who is Nicki Minaj really? Or rather, who does her voice? Who does her rapping? So she's a very iconic artist. I don't really know many of her songs. Chris is more the hip-hop guy <laughs> in this duo. He could list a load of songs off by her. But according to a theory that's been floating around the internet, Nicki Minaj is actually Jay-Z. <laughs> what the industry does is take Jay-Z rapping, speeds it up, and then it sounds like Nicki Minaj. Oh wow, that's okay. clever. <laughs> I've got an audio here from YouTube and it'll demonstrate. Yep. Okay, here we go. Mind blown. 
honest for the boys with the bonus system. Top town AC with the coolest system. When you come up in the club, to be blazing up. That's that. You can't actually see me, but honestly, my eyebrows are just shot right up in the air. That is incredible. Yeah, so that is a slowed down Nicki Minaj song, and as you can hear, it's it's actually Jay Z. I don't know. I, I don't even know many songs by Jay Z, but that sounds like him. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, there we go. I don't know what he's saying. I think I'm impressed by that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that last part, uh, it's very clearly not Jay Z because the accent is really thick. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so, um, uh, but Nicki Minaj is from Trinidad originally, and she's got an accent, and she has that in her rapping. It's quite a clear mm. twang, and you can hear that in that sample. Yeah. I'm not convinced, but you seem to quite like that. Yeah, I do. I do like that. I think that's really fun. Like, and obviously with her accent and stuff, you can't necessarily say that it's definitely Jay-Z. If you slow down a lot of female singers, they generally sound male. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that, but like, also it's on the internet, so you can't ever say that. Oh, it's, <laughs> but it's definitely true then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I saw the bubbles on the internet. I know that they're real. I just don't. That's, a, that's a, a reference for our UK listeners. <laughs> Americans are like, what the hell are Wombles? Yeah, so who knows? Maybe somebody could make me sound like Michael Jackson, so who's, who knows? Mm, well, that's true. That's true. So there you have it. <laughs> Here's a bunch of theories that <laughs> could be true, could be false. Have a think. Go and have a look for yourself as well, see if we can find any more. If you can think of any interesting theories, then please let us know. Oh yeah, and uh, before we go, we've got to mention <laughs> we've got to mention that Elvis is actually alive because people claim to have seen him in a scene in Home Alone. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that scene? She's, I think she's at the airport. She's at the airport, yeah, and Elvis is just behind her. Yeah. So everybody's like, yeah, he's definitely alive. So him and Home Alone. She's trying to get the bus yeah. or get a new flight yeah. to go back to Kevin. And this big grizzly bloke <laughs> comes up behind her and people are convinced that it's Elvis. Yeah. So there you have it. Thank you everybody for listening. We are on Twitter, Superfancast1. We are on Facebook, Superfancast. That's a bit easier to remember. We've also got uh, our own website, superfannews.net, where we have interviews and music reviews. And you can post your own music reviews too. That's a wrap from us. And be on the lookout for lizard people. Yeah, perfect. Bye. Be safe. Bye. Bye.